random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And joining us on the other end of the tin cannon string, we are joined with the proprietor, the creator, the founder, the ever-loving everything, really, ladies and gentlemen, he really is pretty much everything about the show. The man. Terrificon's own, the boss. Mitch Halleck. King Mitch. of the nerds. Well, that too. Hello. Who do you How are you? And by the way, when I say he does everything, he literally commissions artists it. to get, you know, original art pieces. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm imagining yeah. you're the one that also gets those gigantic comic book covers. Obviously, they're all public domain illustrations. We're not going to talk about what they are exactly. But yeah. those gigantic banners, I love the hell out of them. Oh, yeah. Those oh, every yeah. year. I like, make those suckers, yeah. It I is get the, them. I, I buy them over here. It is the most underappreciated part of Terrificon because I always think Thank of that, you. going that hallway, and I love that. I've never told you that Thank my you. thoughts on that, but, yeah, dude, it is one of my personal I favorites. Know. I, you know why I did on the was it the first year? The first year we were there, I got the floor plan, and I said, what is this big, long wall? And they said, well, that's the hallway that leads into the expo center. And I'm like, well, can we put exhibitors on that side? They're like, no, you can't put them on that side because you have to have so much uh, open space because of you know the traffic with the fire marshal and all that. And I said, well, so we're just going to have, like, brown paneled walls? They're like, yeah. I go, well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And if you ever saw my little hole down here at my office, it's like my wife will tell you there's not one square inch of wall space that doesn't have some type of artwork or movie poster or cartoon or toy. So I said, oh, no, we're going to decorate those walls. And I'm like, tell me how much feet it is. And I went home and I figured out how big of banners I could make. And then I just started going down all my favorite comic book covers. And that was the first year. And then every year since, I've added more and more covers. Like if there's Neil Adams there, I'd add Neil Adams cover. If George Perez was there, I'd put George Perez covers. And now there's actually some that don't even make it up there because I have, just like my my comics, I have more of these. They're uh, four feet by six feet, the banners, maybe even bigger. But, yeah, I have, like, I don't know what, like 80 or 80 of them now. So, yeah, I rotate them out. Would you ever consider doing a Ninja Turtles number one? I should. Because I feel like that should should be up there. You know, I don't think I can get one made up in time because the show's next week. That's that's fine for next year. It takes about two weeks. Yeah. And in all honesty, maybe next year for Terrificon, Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman, because they are like, I mean, Kevin. I know, is I know. I, every year people ask me for Eastman, and I always forget. And I've met Laird. I've met both of them actually, but I just, I, you know, I forget. I literally, because you said that the the handicap of being a one man band is that I can't remember everything, and I forget stuff, and then afterwards I go, oh, geez, I should have done that. And that's what happened. Hey, if you ever need so a handy... if you don't remind me, I won't remember. I was going to say, if you need a handy-dandy assistant, well, not me, I kind of suck, but... You wouldn't want to come down here. You'd be like, oh, God, it's a dungeon. But uh, Or ask my wife. It's very frustrating, because I don't really work until, like, night. I'm like a vampire. During the day, I walk the dog, and I just loaf around. But then once night falls, that's when I start doing all the stuff. Do you have one of those little... Like, candle- 7 o'clock to 2 in the morning is when I work. Do you have like one of those little candlestick holders and it's like a scented candle you're walking I by do. like cherry like, scented? Uh, we really winkle. I wander the streets at night with my nightcap and tell people go to bed. You know, I've wanted to get that uh, nightgown. I'll be completely honest because I think it'd be great. You know, it looks like it it's, looks. It's actually very freeing because you just got to lift up when you have to take a dump. I was going to say that. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. it's perfect for when you want to go honk shoe, honk shoe, me, 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 honk shoe, honk shoe, me, 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 me. No one says that anymore. I sure, do. If you want to do that. And now we know why. But yeah, that's the magic of it. And thank you for appreciating all those posters. If you do look, you'll notice that they do go Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC. There's actually patterns to those things because it's not random. I'm trying to think of and another. I'll yell at people if they put them in the wrong order. Now, if you're going to do something like that, Mitch, and, and again, that is true. High marks to Peter for first recognizing that. And I'm sorry if I never personally said it, but that is just so yeah. awesomely unbelievable that you. Ter- I don't see it anywhere else. And it's terrific. No, and, they don't. And, and they I would, recognize... You know what? Any other else would sell the space to make money. 
because they're like, oh, <laughs> we have to make more money. <laughs> yeah, but if you can't and you have the decorating bug in your head, and I get that too because I'm like that as well, the basement at yeah. the house that haunts my domicile is oh, very God. similarly decked out or hoarded or all the I above. call it big garage sale waiting to happen when I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, right. I hear that too. So now, be so much stuff on the street corner. So now, over the last few uh, weeks, it has been a very interesting time in the realm of entertainment, in the realm of the comic convention circuit. And let's just get the big uh, gorilla grot out of the room. And yes, ladies sure. and gentlemen, I know that's DC. But let's talk about how at Terrificon, Connecticut's only Terrific Comic Con from that's August right. 28th through the 30th in July. lovely. Listen Uncle here. Uncasville, Connecticut. Yeah, but he said August, and it's not August yet. Listen no, did you. you say August? No, I didn't. No. Oh, it's July, son. It's next week. Oh, hold on a second. I'm looking at, uh, over at comicbook.com. There's the headline, Jonathan Hickman introduces gods to the Marvel Universe. I can't wait to see <laughs> oh. what kind of pie chart they'll incorporate in that one. But anyway, yes, July 28th through the 30th in lovely Uncasville, Connecticut, at the Mohegan Sun Casino. Right. Terrificon. There's a lot of celebrities, a lot of guests, a lot of uh, yes. guests of all sorts of shapes and sizes. You got pro wrestlers with, you know, friend of the show Ethan Page and Dan Housen. You got also, who else you got? You Wardlow. Got, you, yeah, Wardlow. You got the uh, Mr. Riker himself, Jonathan Frakes, although is that Jonathan fact or Frakes, fiction? Jonathan Frakes, his lovely wife, Jeannie Francis from uh, General Hospital fame. I know Eddie's a huge fan. We've got Rebecca Romaine from the X-Men series and also Star Trek nowadays. Rebecca yep. Romaine will be there as well. We've got Jeez Louise. How many other people do I have? Yes, you have Jeez oh, Louise Anthony Simonson. Michael Hall, Ethan Smith from uh, Weird Science. Uh, See, I was going to address that question to you, Mitch, as who are returning guests and who are new guests. Maybe it's easier to break them down that way. Well, re returning guests would be Mr. John Wesley Shipp, who's coming in for his fifth time or sixth time with me. Over the last 12 years, it's like we alternate. He's a he was good my guy. My very first guest when I was doing one day shows uh, back in 2012, and now he's back with the Flash. He is such he a is. nice guy. Well, that's what he says every time you get a picture with him. He says, "Use the Flash." I think he's yeah. like one of the nicest people to meet in comics. He is one of the nicest people. And Sean Gunn, another returning guy, he'll be here for the third time. Mr. Guardians of the Galaxy, Mr. James Gunn's younger brother, mm -hmm. uh, telling stories about James Gunn being his older brother. Uh, who else actually got me going? Oh, uh, Michael Cutlets, friend of the show Michael Cutlets from The Walking Dead and Band of Brothers and about a zillion other movies. That guy never stops working. He'll be back. And Ross Marquand, a.k.a. Red the Skull. Red Skull from the Endgame movies, but he's also a Walking Dead alumni. Cooper Andrews, Walking Dead guy, also the dad in the Shazam pictures. Speaking of Shazam, the lovely uh, Catherine Cur Did I say Catherine Curry? She's a... Uh, Ms. Marvel, well, not Ms. Marvel, I'm sorry, Mary Marvel. Mm -hmm. I had the wrong one. Grace Curry. I was thinking of the wrong actress. Grace Carolyn Curry will be here. She was from those two Shazam films that just came out. But uh, nice. maybe the box office wasn't nice to them, but she still did a fantastic job. As there. And we've got everybody do. We've got people from Wakanda forever. I'm trying to think who else do I got coming down there. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot, man. Voiceovers up the yin yang, and you know how that could be. Cal From the world Dodd. of anime, Christina V, Gray Delisle, uh, Larry Kenny's back again. Speaking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first April O'Neil, Renee Jacobs will be there. Mr. Cal Dodd, the voice of Wolverine from the classic X Men TV series, will be there. Also, that's coming back on, I think, any minute. X Men 97. That's right. And he will be there as well. And if you're into anime, I, I, like you said when you mentioned the wrestlers, I try to give everybody something that they like. And I know there's a lot of people that like the anime. So I went out and got me some anime people. I so love they that will you, be there, I swear. I love that you They're, said it like somebody's uncle or grandpa. You just go, I got the anime. I got the anime. I got, got the anime. I got one of my wife yells at me cause, in the kids, too, because I always put the the in front of anything like i'm going to the target i'm going yeah. to the walmart i was on the twitter i'm on the instagram for some reason older people put the word the in front of everything like it's the only one you know oh i just love going to the anime so i'm a big fan of the anime shout out to uh <laughs> chad going to the anime I, I like i like going to the to the con you know i like the cosplay you know the kids they don't like it with the anime shout out to friend of the show chad ecto young of horrormoviebarbecue.com. So, yes, as I'm the famed weeaboo, 
Peter Melnick of Animes. And the like Animes. I, and like I like to do the uh, the tangent thing, I like to go to the Anime Watson. Wasn't that Mary Jane's mom? That was the Aunt Eddie and a swing and a miss. <laughs> oh, I, I, you, you went far for that ride. Yeah, and well, it wasn't worth the gas you spent there. It really wasn't. But, you know, God bless the fact that New York is going eventually electric cars. <laughs> no, but to answer your question, you were talking about all these people, but you talked about the ramifications of the recent news that's been happening out there. Yes, son, there was a Writers Guild strike. There still is. And there was a brief time a Directors Guild, but that's been settled. But then the folks at SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, also united with their union brothers and went on strike last week and stopped all production from films like the new Deadpool. Basically anything that's in front of a camera stop. TV, movie-wise, it's all on hold until these folks get what they deserve. You know what, you know what I was and, really hoping you would say, by the way? I have to cut you off, what? but when you go... Yes, the big news. Last week was my birthday. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Mitch Halleck's birthday was, in fact, last week. Happy birthday, Mitch. Happy belated birthday. Oh, if we want to do a Mitch Halleck special, we could do one month ago was my 30th anniversary. Then I went to the Indiana Jones world premiere with my good friend Kihi Kwan, Academy Award winner. You might know him as Short Round and Data from the Goonies. That's my buddy. So you get everyone Uh, everywhere all at once. I did. I talked to Steven Spielberg, my buddy Steve, as I called him, because I asked him some questions. And my friend goes, did you just call him Steve? I go, that's his name, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Mr. George Lucas. I saw Mr. John Williams. Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall were there as well. Husband I, and wife power couple. I hear the Internet uh, just loves, like Star Wars in uh, Twitter yeah. just loves Kathleen Kennedy. They just cannot get enough of her. Yeah, well, if they had accomplished all the things they she's done in her life, then they would be too busy to actually get onto the internet and complain about things. This is why I the woman love is very, very prolific, and she's not. You don't get to stay in Hollywood for forty something years if you suck. Mitch, okay? I, Let's I, just put it that way. I don't know if you heard this, but there was a wild rumor that some guy's friend who heard from a friend who heard from another friend who heard it yeah. from a friend who who heard it from a roommate from college that Kathleen Kennedy got fired. Yeah, they say that all the time. They sure do. Well, whatever. But now uh, let's go back to talking about the guests at the convention and the, yes, like, no, again, but the I was telling you, I was trying to educate you, son, that the fact that they had a strike, a lot of people that sent a fear down the, the the backs of comic goers, comic con goers across the world because they said, "Oh no, there'll be no Hall H, there'll be no standing in line to get my autographs and all that jazz." Well, there is some truth to that. What is happening is that the actors will no longer go out there to promote any of the studio projects. They won't go out there in support of the Barbie movie or whatever's coming out next week, the Haunted Mansion or Oppenheimer and all that stuff. Mm. And Hall H, look, San Diego Comic-Con has, one would say, evolved or devolved from being a pure comic book mecca where you can meet artists and writers and creators, and that's what it was designed to do. And it became a big shill for the studios. It became the, you know, the Disney's and the Paramount's and the Warner Brothers all went out there to show the latest wares, and everybody started following, like you know, Moth to a Flame. Oh, look, the movie stars and everyone, and that's what San Diego became. Yep. So you would see Harrison Ford, you would see Robert Downey Jr., you'd see the cast of the Avengers at these events because why? They were huge publicity machines. Everybody was watching it. The internet was a buzz. Everybody wanted to see what was going to happen in the next Marvel movie. That's not going to happen right now because the folks are trying to get what's got what they deserve, like I said, the actors, so they're not going to be there. So in that respect, you will not see any actors at any studio-sponsored events or premieres or panels at Comic-Cons to promote things. That does not mean smaller, independent, privately-owned conventions like Terrificon, which is owned by me, paid for by me out of my bank because I'm silly, they could go to those shows because they're personal appearances. They're not theatrical contracts. They're not acting in front of a camera. They're not there to perform. They're there for personal appearances just to meet their fans. So they will be at Terrificon to do the autograph signings, to do the, the photo ops, the selfies, all that stuff. They will not be there to talk about any projects they are on because they don't want to do that, because why would you promote somebody you're striking against? Mm-hmm. So that is the simple truth of it all. I don't, I don't know what somebody's crazy uncle that worked at a show that knows a guy that met a guy that 
you know, sister said this is what's happening because I don't know that person. But I do know what I've been told directly from members of the Screen Actors Guild and their agents and the actual information that I do receive from the Screen Actors Guild. There's actually a website you can go on there and read all the do's and don'ts. So I'm informed, which many people on the Internet are not. You don't say. So that's why I'm here to tell you what's this. That's the real story, Morning Glory. So, yes, if you come to TripCon next week, you will see actors, and they will autograph things for you, and they will take pictures with you, and they will say hello. And it's, it's so kind of— there you go. With the Is whole— that, well, with the whole issue of everything going on, like a lot of people have been talking, like in you know certain groups I'm in on Facebook, you know the the topic at hand in regards to conventions is, oh my God, this means now you know comic cons could be about comics again. What a concept! Yeah, which is funny because I've always been about comics. I'm like, well, welcome to the party, buddy. Mm-hmm. I've been here all along. But the thing is, when I hear that whole thing of like you know celebrities don't need to be there, it's like it helps entice yep. people to come in. You know? It does, because I'll, here's another truth of business. I started off as a pure comic book show, and I would, and I used to say, you could find interviews with me. And I'd say, they'll never be wrestlers at my show. They'll never be soap operas. They'll never be actors at my show, because it's pure comics. That's it. No more. Well, capitalism being what it is, and having a broader view of the world, you realize that you can't be the Scotch Boutique. And that's a joke for people that are old enough to remember Saturday Night Live. You can't just sell Scotch tape because you won't stay in business. So basically over the years I've learned if I just had comic book artists and writers like they do at Heroes Con and they do at Baltimore, which I love those shows and I've modeled myself after. But I'm in the world of pop culture too. And people want to see or they want to bring their girlfriend or their boyfriend to the show. They might be into comics, but their boyfriend or girlfriend doesn't like comics, but they do like soap operas or wrestling or TV shows or movies. Mm-hmm. So it's an easier pill to swallow when you say, hey, I'm going to go meet Chris Claremont. I'm going to go meet Arthur Adams. Why don't you get in line to go meet Jeannie Francis, Jonathan Frakes, Rebecca Romaine, John Wesley Shipp? So that's easier for people to understand the thrill and the excitement of a comic convention when you offer more than one flavor. And Does that make sense? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, it's funny because, like, when you would not have the wrestling guests and then, you know, you changed it to I have wrestling yell guests. I yell you, yeah. Well, what got me was I remember last year, and you took it into consideration. I said, one name. I go, you should get this guy because, trust me, yeah. people are going to want to see him. I said, you need to get Danhausen. And Correct. last and he, year. I, and I didn't know who he was, and I did some research, and I found out yeah. he's just as nerdy as Myself, I, I'm just not a physical wrestler, but he's he's a dork that collects toys and comics and all the same junk that I'm surrounding myself with. Have you seen him wear the Galactus hat? No, I did see him wear a sun hat the other day. He did a little promo for Terrificon, and he had, he, I, I don't know what's so going that, on. That I can't wasn't, wait to meet the guy, to be honest with you, because so that wasn't a sun I'm hat. intrigued. By his whole persona. So that wasn't a sun hat. What that was, and he has he has a blue one of this. That was hmm. Lisa Simpson's hair. Oh, okay. See, I can see that. I thought it was because of Mohegan Sun. No, he was trying to represent himself as a physical burning gaseous object in the sky. That's what, <laughs> like, what is he supposed to be? And the funniest. Oh. So the funniest thing about the character of Danhausen is the fact that you know he he's been described as what if a pro wrestler. Or what if Conan O'Brien became a professional wrestler and was possessed by a demon? And it's oh, he's like the love okay. child of Sven Gulli, Conan O'Brien era Simpsons episodes, all that fun stuff. And it's like huh. he's such a unique character in that realm. And like there has been a comic featuring Danhausen that we had some of really? the uh, creators of. It was a small indie comic from a few years ago, and you know he did that and like. He's a big comic fan. Like, he's pals with the oh, people over at Hasbro. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff. It's like I didn't know what the deal was with the guy because I'm from the old school. I grew up with like Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik and the Samoans, and I'm from the '80s. I don't know all these new guys. And I was like, what's the deal with the guy with the kiss makeup on who's talking like a weird Pee Wee Hermit? And, and then I found he lo- out he loves like, Pee Wee. Oh. By the way, he loves Pee Wee. And Does you know, he? you oh, men- right. you mentioned the face paint. The face paint is supposed to be the Pazuzu from the Exorcist. The Exorcist? Yeah. Once again, oh, this I didn't... 
did, I didn't know that. See, I'm learning more and more about Dan Housen than I ever thought I would. I'm friends with his dad, okay? And his dad really? is like a cosplayer, and he does like professional-grade cosplay like Joker from Heath Ledger, Joker. And like it Who, looks— father? Yeah. His dad is the oh. one that got him into all this stuff growing up as a kid. And like, again, you will get a real kick out of Dan Housen. I will. I can, actually, I can't wait to meet the guy. I've talked to his agent, and I've inadvertently talked to him, but I've never like directly done it. You know, you so saying I, you yeah. saying Danhausen has an agent. I've been following him for like the last three years, and just hearing those words, Danhausen has an agent, makes me smile like a friggin' idiot because it's you watch some of these guys like come up from the very bottom yeah. and then get to where they are, and you see them succeed, and it's like it's so cool. It's like watching somebody. You know, you're rooting for the success of the team, and to tying that over to Terrificon because it is I remember when I went to your one of the early shows this was 2015 yeah. John Wesley Ship is there and it was the yep. the Terrificon show where everything had a yellowish hue to it you know what I'm talking about like the lighting looked very yellow oh that's when we were in the old convention center it had the chandeliers yeah and it was it, like that yeah because I even see photos and it has that weird sepia yellow look I'm like what's happening here and I yeah. but like going from like I never got to go to the early, early Terrificons, but like going. Well, you the, did if you were in 2015. Well, yeah, but it's like you know the early, like you know 2012, like. The, oh, the one day shows. Yeah, like I never got to go to oh, those. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But to okay. see you go from you know that to where you are, are at now, and like talking to guests at other shows, by uh -huh. the way, like I told you, I was mess sending you messages like throughout uh, Garden State Comic Fest ago. Jim Balance here, and he can't wait to go to your show. I'm like, I love saying that because like I'm hearing fans go. You're doing Terrificon? Oh, my God, I love that show. It's a hell of a time. Great guest, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and you know what's so funny? I Well, it's not funny, but I hear people talk about Terrificon, like in the, and I, I have that out-of-body experience. And I go, oh, that's my show. I literally, I'll watch videos on YouTube, and I go, on the YouTube, about Terrificon. And I go, oh, look at that. And I start going, oh, wait a minute, that's that's my show. And I, I it's an out-of-body experience totally because I, I seem to forget I'm the guy that makes it happen. I'm like, really? Well, just remember, you're going to be having like Dan Housen and Ethan Page both doing, you know, their vlogs at Terrificon, and more people I, are going to see your and show. Ethan Page is a very nice gentleman. I, oh, he's now, such a sweet. I don't have a manager with him. I actually speak to him directly, and you know, he we go back and forth, and he's coming to the show all three days, and I book his flight and his hotel. But you know, and I say, Ethan, can you do something? Yeah, what do you want me to do? I'm like, can you do a little video and say this, 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 and this? He goes, yeah, all right. and it's very just like I'm talking to you. So I, I'm, I don't know these guys wrestling careers and stuff. So I don't know if I'm supposed to be like in awe, but they seem very genuinely nice and well, normal. And Ethan page is a bad guy. So you might, might, when you see him oh, next time, he? boo him, okay. boo him relentlessly. But, uh, oh, and, okay. but it's funny with him because of the fact, you know, him as well. Like when I saw him at a uh, friend of the show, Pandora's box over in lovely Lafayette, New Jersey, you know, I gave him my card for the uh, podcast, and I go, you got to collect them all, all two. That's the inside yeah. joke about our cards, because Eddie has a card and I have a card. And he yeah. goes, why didn't you bring the other one? I go, because you're seeing him in July. And he goes, ah. <laughs> so he's one of us, too. He collects a lot of stuff, too. Oh, my God. Like, we've had him on, like, if you listen to the episodes with him, like, when yeah. we have professional wrestlers on the show, I kind of get make a point of, can we not talk about your day job? Like, I would prefer not to talk about it. And I'm a big wrestling fan, but I don't want right. to talk about it. I don't want to hear, like, so I think you guys should be doing these kind of storylines. I'm unathletic as shit, but I think you should do this. And like, I don't care. I genuinely don't care. So being able to talk to, like, an Ethan Page about his love of the Toy Biz era Marvel figures and the card backs oh, and, like, really geeking out over that. that. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's fun. It's a, you know... It's also great because in that same episode, we talked about my friend Jason who sued Arby's, and that was a... Arby's? The roast beef? Oh, boy, I get to tell another person this story. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you've heard the story on the podcast before... Oh, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, you don't. Peter. No, you don't. <laughs> so you know the Wagyu burgers at when, or at uh, Arby's. Well, yeah, I, I know what Wagyu is because my son bought my other son that for um, Christmas. So if you yeah, notice... I, I, I threw up when I found out, like, they sent a birth certificate with the cow and said this is when it was born and here's the tooth print and here's how long it lived and then they killed it and I said this is the most repulsive thing I've ever seen in my life well they didn't and do that with the Wagyu the meat burger. is so good I said I can't eat this if I know that here's its name was Buffy you know what I mean it's like yeah. what the hell 
Well, real quick, basically what ended up happening is he ended up getting a class action lawsuit. My friend Jason Jagori got a class action lawsuit against uh, Arby's over this because if you notice, it's not actual Wagyu beef. It's a blend of. And that's why if you watch the commercials or see any of the public or the uh, supplemental advertising documents, uh-huh. it will say a blend of, a blend of, a blend of. And that's because Jason uh-huh. beat the meats. Because it's not. 100% Wagyu, it's more ragu. Is that what you're saying? Sure. It's very saucy. No, it's, um No, so so that's the truth. It's not they were misleading people by saying it's 100% and they had only like a little bit in there. Yep. Is that the real deal? And, oh. And when I told Ethan Page that story like he goes, "Wait, what?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because he's been so, sponsored so by Arby's. So what did Arby's. your friend get out of it other than they put this disclaimer on everything? Did he get like free sandwiches for life or something like Kramer or something? <laughs> I have no idea, but I would like to ask him one day. Well, your so chance may be sooner. took the hit for meat lovers all around the world that go to a Arby's to think they're eating fine cuisine. Correct. Is that what happened? Yes. Okay. So now... Wow, that's a, that's a hell of a story, Pete. Thank you. I try. I'll try harder. Thank you. By the <laughs> way, what do you call a wolf that is a lumberjack? What do I call a wolf that's a lumberjack? Yes. Um, I late for dinner. No, Eddie what? was getting there. A timber, I don't know. Oh, Eddie, you timber. are disappointing me. A, t- a timber wolf, Eddie. A oh. timber wolf. A timber oh, wolf. yeah. What do, what uh, do you yeah. call... That... Shout out to Jason Ayers of WWE for this one, for his uh, Total Zebras. You can check it out on Instagram. But anyway, also another wow. wolf-related one from that same video. Yeah, what, do you call, what do you call a wolf that knows it's a wolf? A werewolf. A lone wolf? A werewolf. A werewolf. A werewolf, right. Oh, really? Anyway. What do you call a wolf that does a lot of sports casting in this WCBS? Warner Wolf. Warner Wolf. Care. Yep. If yeah. you know that, let's go to the videotape. I don't get and it. And, of course, what do you call a wolf that's from south of Maryland? That's right. Don't be afraid of Virginia Wolf. Ah, very good. Eddie, did you just drink a delicious soda? Because you just went, ah. Yes. It made the yummy cool, sound, too. refreshing taste. This show is brought to you by our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash themarvelists. And on the $3 tier, you'll get access to episodes early and ad-free. The $5 tier gets you our two bonus shows. One, Fantastic Voyage, where we dissect and just talk about the 102 issues, one by one, although if it's a storyline more than one at a time, of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's amazing, incredible, spectacular, invincible, and fantastic run of the Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. And two, you haven't read that? A show dedicated to the comic books that I haven't read yet. Some Marvel, some DC, all fun. And on the $8 tier, pick a topic of your choosing, not a topping of your choice, or perhaps you can be a guest on The Marvelists. Above all else, we thank you for your continued support. Have we covered all about the Comic-Con stuff? Are people still wondering about that? Do they want to know? You know, because somebody told me about how rough it's been for me for the last couple of years producing these shows, because everyone thinks I work. Well, here's the big misnomer, misunderstanding. Who's Mr. Nomer? I know I was going to say. That everyone thinks I work three days a year, like Santa Claus. Like, I don't do anything, and then I just show up, and the show just happens. That's, that's funny as hell. Oh the other thing that's funny is... They think it's so easy. Like, the people just show up. They don't realize that there's money involved, there's flights involved, hotels involved, contracts involved, guarantees, appearance fees. That people don't just show up because they want to be there. And I, I, I know it's hard to believe that they don't want to hang out with me, Mitch Halleck, but they don't. Um, I have to force them to get here. And the other thing is, compared to the last couple of years, I mean, you know, we had to live through a pandemic, and that had its own rules and regulations, and we got through that. So I'm going to say that just because you can't sit in a panel room and hear your friends talk about the latest movie they're in is not so bad as comparing to life and death situations that we had a couple of years ago. So you got to put it in perspective. And that's yeah. what happens when you get to be old as dirt like me. You go, it's bad, but it ain't as bad as things were back in like 1977 during the blackout. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that was a whole other world. We had no air conditioning. And there was nothing on TV. You had you had the uh, Star Wars uh, early bird box to play with. We no, we did not. 
you had to order those in the fall. Well, I was talking about the box. Toys didn't show up till February. Oh, so you didn't even get a box? No, I ordered that as my Christmas present in December, or, well, the winter of 97, or 97, 77, from Sears, the Sears Wish Book. And I did wake up on Christmas morning to get a large, empty envelope with a couple stickers in it and a little note saying that, don't worry, true believer, your Star Wars Princess Leia, R2-D2, Chewbacca, and Luke Skywalker with a yellow telescoping lightsaber will be coming to you in a couple months once we get them made out of China. And here's a Jawa with its outfit made out of a sock. Some guy's sock. That, I had that, and I used to take <laughs> it and make finger puppets and say I was dead and scare people. And now I realize that was worth a lot of money and I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's also realizing this part of Mitch that I never expected to hear of. Hi, I'm creating a finger puppet of death. I went to Catholic school for many years, and, death, and being Italian as well, death is a constant daily reminder in our world. And you know, every day we get up, we go, "Woof, we beat him again." K through twelve, same here. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got to do it. Eighth, so now, that's what I did too. I went to first grade, and there was no middle school. We went first through eighth at yeah. St. Brendan's School in New Haven, and then I went to Notre Dame, no Dames, all boys high school. Yep. For our, uh, four years. And then I got the hell out of that nonsense when I turned 18, and then I went to a, a college and met my wife. So there you go. So now speaking of death, by the way, in regards to <laughs> something— I right for my wife's death. <laughs> Sorry. What a joke. Wow. <laughs> speaking of death, earlier in the conversation, we are talking about somebody that we really haven't gotten to talk about lately. A movie is currently on hold in terms of production, but— Deadpool 3, although it's not really ah. titled Deadpool 3. It's more just, you know, Deadpool, and then we'll figure out what title it's going to be when it comes out, you know, because i got to add, like, you know, a subtitle to it. But it's yep. currently in uh, delay in production. But one of the things that was at first leaked online, and then they're just like, well, screw it, here's the HD photo. We got to see Wolverine's costume. Yeah. And, you know... It gets me very excited to see what this could mean. I've heard rumor and innuendo online pertaining to what this could be. Sleeves or no sleeves? There are no, there are sleeves on the costume. And that's not what I'm talking yep. about, Eddie. The whole concept of where is this outfit from, one rumor is due to the whole multiversal element that they actually stole the costume from X-Men 92's Wolverine. Oh, so, the cartoon. That's the rumor, and that's why... Voiced by Cal Dodd, who will be appearing at Terrificon. See, it all comes back to Terrificon. It, do, it does. If you notice, by the way, in all of the advertising and everything announcements for X-Men 97, which I think is the stupidest title for it, because just call it X-Men the Animated Series Redux or Rebirth, whatever. Uh, I don't know. But saying 97 is kind of silly, because that's just when the series ended. But it's I like saying ATM machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or pin number. But in regards to that, what we are getting is the possibility of that. And when you look at the advertising materials or announcements or what have you, they always say one thing above it. And they didn't do this with any other Marvel animated project. It says Marvel Studios. Now, why is that? Because we are getting Avengers Secret Wars, and supposedly it's going to be involving the Jonathan Hickman battle world concept of uh, different multiverses converging together and fighting for what's right, fight for your life. Will we see Chris Evans fight himself as Human Torch and Captain America? Ooh. There is rumor and innuendo that there is a possibility that that lineup of the uh, Fantastic Four will be showing up because when you look at some of the photos that have leaked on set of the upcoming Deadpool movie, one of them is literally someone built, they commissioned for this, a gigantic 20th Century Fox logo where all the... I saw that. The, yeah. the, the flashlights are and everything, the uh, spotlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Searchlights. But... Searchlights, yes. It's, it's cool to see, and it's really where we're going with this, because Variety recently reported that Jennifer Garner is reprising the role of Elektra. Oh, wow. Yowza. And it's not just a cameo if they're making a big deal about it like that. Uh, don't you wish the strike wasn't on when we can ask Terrificon's own guest, Rebecca Romaine, whether she will be wearing the blue body paint once again as Mystique? There is a possibility. There is a rumor going on, and I don't want to be one of those shows that, you know, just delves in rumor and innuendo, because we also, just like something to wrestle, we don't delve in rumor and innuendo. But in regards to the whole story of the movie, supposedly there's going uh-huh. to be a fight between Scarlet Witch 
and yeah. uh, Scarlet Witch and Jean Grey. Jansen's Dark Phoenix. Is it Fomka? Because I've never been able to pronounce the name. Fomka? She calls you Peter Milanek. Probably. She adds yeah, extra letters. Fomka Jansen, because I was going to have her at the show this year, but yeah. And it's so funny because you're seeing that version of the character. That rumor is that they're going to have them show up. That'd be nice. The square off. And you know what's better? It's all make-believe anyway, so yeah. whatever happens, happens. Don't worry about it. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the whole thing in general because as a big Deadpool fan and seeing these characters yeah. you know, go off and do this, isn't, when is the movie coming out? Isn't it 2025? Well, now, who the hell knows? Yeah. It depends on when I get back to work. But, yeah, it was supposed to be 2025. Which is kind of crazy that, you know, they work on these things. And, again, the level of how much stuff is in production and what they record and film – some stuff they do as red herrings because they know yeah, someone's no watching kidding. and doing that. Yeah, like the Hulk running with the Avengers back in uh, Endgame. And I won't say or, who uh, it was that showed me, but when I went to New York Comic Con one year, my very first yeah. year as press, I ended up you know, sitting in the uh, press lounge talking with some people, and one guy who I won't say who he's with, uh, and I will just put say it in here right now in the part where I edit out, um, that he, goes, he worked with a... He yep. was working on... The guy was working as a extra in regards mm-hmm. to, you know, you know, he was a, he was a, yeah. he was a, and, you know, sending me and showing me some stuff. And he shows me this picture of the scene where Captain America, you know, is about to fight by the train station. You remember that one, right? Yeah, I, I saw the movie. Yeah. And one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of the, uh, the shots is Star Lord in his Guardians Volume 2 duster and, uh, scarf. And I'm like, he wasn't in that scene. Right. So they do a lot of misdirection, and they film like extra the, stuff. Like uh, the action figure that they made from Hot Toys of Doctor Strange wearing Tony Stark's armor, or is it Tony Stark wearing Doctor Strange's uh, cloak of levi- you know, levitation? Levitation, thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And uh, levity. Yeah. Hey, everybody, I got some jokes. What about the, the airline food? Oh, that's the cloak of levity. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, you could buy that toy because that's based on. I think they filmed those scenes. They just never put them in the movie. But yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff that was supposed to be in those Avengers uh, movies. Sean Gunn himself was in the Avengers Endgame movies as Kraglin on a uh, like a little flying bike thing, like Hawkeye had shooting people. But you don't see it in the movie. But I know he was there because he told me he was there, and there's photos of him in character on the set in these scenes, but they're deleted. And that's the way it is. What do you know? So now, you know, you mentioned Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, briefly. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about is Robert Downey Jr. says he was 100% concerned that being in the MCU for a decade would affect his acting skills while filming Oppenheimer. And it is one of those things where it's like you don't want to be typecasted, and I feel like maybe this movie, Oppenheimer, will be a little bit of a... uh, a uh, shot in the arm for his career right now because, to be completely honest, other than, you know, maybe, you know, one or two things he's been producing, he's kind of fallen off, like disappeared. He tried doing Doolittle. That didn't work. He did other it things. It did little. He, stop Ooh. that. But um, <laughs> it's it's interesting. You know, I'm I'm very well, hopeful for him. You, you uh, he, he's, he might be falling into the same trap that Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Stallone, what, making a lot money? of the actors fall into well I'm very successful in this role and the fans like watching me in that role so why don't I just keep doing that particular role and before you know it you become a caricature of yourself and you don't try new things because you don't want to you know tick off your fan base that keep coming to see you being the same guy and that's what happens when you do a, a role again and again and again and then that's what happens but he's not you know, sitting home hoping he gets approved for a uh, Walmart credit card at the same time. The man is very successful and has a lot of money, and that also influences the uh, career choices that you make because he could do a bunch of bad movies because it ain't going to hurt his bank account. He's still going to have that farm out Long Island. Doesn't he have uh, the, like, there was something with the Iron Man comics where he got, like, a cut of the proceeds of the Iron Man comics from... Oh, I don't know about that. ...2008 till now. Did you read that on the Internet? I remember seeing like an, an article with him saying that. I don't so now I'm going to look it up. Well, I do remember, and oh, I thought well, they I'll were look it up on the internet because well, you know that's got to be. Yeah, true. but I'm going to look for something like Variety. Okay, geez. Well, the oh, two. Oh well, well, they're right too. 
the two well, variety. The, the other day they led with the headlines: stars, uh, actors not going to Comic Con, which is true. But the rest of that sentence, because we can't write a lot in headlines, is stars not going to Comic Con to promote new studio projects. That's the full story because they led with that stars not going to Comic-Con, which resulted in me spending the last four days correcting everybody and their brother on the internet and phone calls and everybody's an expert because they saw the variety headline, but then no one read it. If they read it, they would have saw this regular story, but people just go by, you know, sound bites and headlines and that's how they get their news. We need need to have have seen Marvel pay, uh, Downey Jr. money for Iron Man. I don't know why they would because he has nothing to do with the, the creation of the character. And the likeness is not him. So He's got a mustache. He, yeah, well. So know. now, it's funny. But because so did Mitch for a little while. Mitch, you still I did. I did have one for about a month, two months, actually. My wife said, get that off. <laughs> Good going. Tried. And, I happy, tried. and happy belated to her as well. Yes, her birthday was the two days after mine. Yep. So now, in regards to just a lot of the other goings on in the Marvel universe, yeah. one thing that I, you know, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about, also with the Robert Downey Jr. thing, was he kind of feels like dismissive of everything that was going on in regards to Who? The, the Robert Downey Jr. pronouns. No, um, no, no, no. In regards to what? Uh, in regards to the just the work that he had done, because you know there was one tweet somebody said that you know they talked to them and he just goes, "I'm literally just standing around in a metal suit all day." And then the other uh, one was like in the interview, he goes, "I or Avengers Two: Age of Ultron was just quote content," and yeah, it, it was, actually. it was. But it's like, man, the whole situation—it's you—you you feel for him after a little while. It's like, you know, why don't you just do something different then? You know? But I get it. I don't know. I never, you know what? I'm uh, I'm from the old school where you don't talk about things. After the fact, you don't, yeah. you know, you don't pee in someone's Cheerios afterwards. It's like, move on, look forward. Steve Ditko, the great Steve Ditko, who was a believer in objectivism and, and ran and all that stuff. But one of the things he said, quite often he actually said it in a letter to me when I wrote to him and wanted to know if he wanted to come to my Terrificon, which is happening July 28th and 30th at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. He said... Regards Steve not, Ditko. I do not... <laughs> waste any energy or anything focused on the past. The past is the past. I worry about the here and now and what I'm about to do. And for Downey Jr., I mean, he took the check, didn't he? He took the money, didn't yeah. he? He did all the promotions. He went out there. For him to say that his work wasn't that good is kind of like, well, we paid our hard-earned money to see you. We thought you did a good job, so whatever you did on that screen, we enjoyed it to the $2 billion box office that the you know people made it. So you shouldn't dismiss that because, in a way, you're almost dismissing the fans who went out and make and, and paid you that money. You're kind of like, you know. I said this to Howard Chaykin, my good buddy Howard Chaykin, because I was at a show with him years ago, uh, in 2010, at Baltimore Comic Con. And I was interviewing him for a podcast just like you do. And people were coming up to Howard, and they were giving him books. And he was like, you like this? This is crap. This is total Can you swear on the show? You most certainly can. Okay. This is total shit. This is shit. And he was like, why do you want this? Why? And he would sign it because they were the customer and they bought it. And I get there's a little ongoing stick with Howard where he likes to be the, you know, the Robert Downey, not Robert Downey, the Rodney Dangerfield mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, puts things down. But on the other end of it, it's like buying your mother a birthday present or a Christmas present or whatever. And you spend a lot of time looking into what you thought she would like. And you bought that, and you give it to her, and she opens it up, and she looks down, and she goes, "Ugh, this! You thought this was good? You like this? What is wrong with you?" So now you've kind of spun it around her distaste for your hard thought and earned present, and it's kind of like a demeaning insult to you. So for him to start suddenly picking on his past work and going, "Ugh, I was just there. It was all green screen. I didn't want to be there. I didn't do anything." People liked it, so why you got to talk about it? Just move on. Talk about what you're going to do next week. Don't don't worry about what you did ten years ago. You know yeah. what's the point of that? You're never going to go back. It's a waste of energy. 
That's why I love why? I love the lovable uh, curmudgeon Howard Shaken. I think he's one of the most entertaining people, especially on his social media. He is absolutely oh, yeah. a delight. Like I'm friends with him on Facebook. I I looked out on the Shaken lottery and he accepted my friend request after three attempts. And, oh really? Yeah. So I get to see you know some of his stuff and ah oh, man, he's entertaining. Although, I just got a piece of artwork from him. Originally, he drew a, drew me in his latest issue of Hey Kids Comics. I saw that. And then yes, and then somebody started commenting about how I wasn't as Body-wise, I wasn't as fat as I normally am, and I was like, "Well, you know what? What's your problem?" And then you kicked. Did Howard Shaken draw you? You know, <laughs> I have been thin in my life. I haven't always been overweight, so it was kind of like one of those off-handed. You ever have people give you a backhand a compliment? You're like, yeah. "Well, was that really a compliment?" There, I don't know. So and the world's what... full of a lot of weird people, and Envy. that's why you kick them in the dick, Mitch. You kick them in the dick. No, it's kind of like you know what? If you've ever been, and you uh, you could attest to this. If you've ever had to lose a lot of weight, and I've done it twice in my life, and it keeps growing back like a wart, but uh, it's not easy. And I don't get up in the morning and go, let me go eat four boxes of Twinkies or something like that. There's this, you know, now as I get older, metabolism, I can't lose weight like I used to when I was younger. But uh, it is what it is. It sucks. Nobody wants to walk around and have pants that don't fit and sweating and looking gross and sitting in chairs and have body parts oozing out of the sides. It's not fun. But, you know, there's always those skinny little bastards that have to go point that out to you. And now on the Internet they do it. It's like, hey, look, it's it's like being a little kid being teased again. But now I'm 57 years old and they still do it to you. And you go, wow, nothing really changes. Oh, hold on. Let me just pull up his name real quick so that way I can uh, make this joke. Who the guy? I'm trying to find it out. Oh, okay. I was going to say just on well, Downey that oh, the got, two Sherlock Holmes movies weren't so bad. You know, nah, they were pretty terrible. I thought they were fine. That's right. Yep. Hold and on. I like that movie you did with uh, Zach Galifianakis. I watch it all the time. Uh, Due Date. I thought that was hysterical. Mitch, real quick, going back over to the uh, is- the other issue. To quote uh, Orson Welles to famed murderer Robert Blake, you know, I can lose the weight, but you'll still be ugly. That is also attested to Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds. Yeah. They were both fired from their jobs on television in Westerns. And they said, they had them in the office, and the executive said, Reynolds, uh, you, oh, I'm sorry. He said it to Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood. He said, Reynolds, you can't act. And Clint Eastwood, you're too tall, and you've got that big Adam's apple sticking out of your throat, and it's this ugly. Now get out of here. You'll never make it into movies. And they walked out together. And uh, Burt Reynolds said, man, I feel bad, but not as bad as I feel for you. And Clint said, why? He said, well, I could always learn how to act, but you're never going to be able to get rid of that big, ugly Adam's apple thing you got in your throat. So that's what I always think of when people tell you that. Like, I can always lose weight, but you're always going to be a jackass. (laughs) So now in regards to other things that are going on in the Marvel Universe that, you know, one thing that kind of got me is recently they just announced that they're going to be bringing Ms. Marvel back from the dead. I know, a shocker, oh, right? They just killed her. I didn't even know she was sick uh, in regards I to know. her. Wait, people die in comics and come back? They yeah, just announced out. They just announced Moon Knight is going to die in a comic, and I loved all the what? comments of, oh, come on. I hope Bucky Barnes is okay. I have some uh, interesting news to tell you about that. What happened? He's doing good. Oh, <laughs> He's good. He's I hope Gwen Stacy's all right. Me too. Wait a minute. Uncle Ben, anything? Is anybody heard from him? So no, he's still dead. I lo- I well, love. What about his rice? Still delicious. <laughs> so now and in regards to treat. Stop that. Now in regards, to... boy, crossing... Eddie, you have not gotten any from me today. You've got he's gotten them all. It's crossing the streams of rice and Uncle Ben, and yeah, okay. So now that's in re- actually rice aroni. That's right. I heard it was the San Francisco tree and the San Francisco trolley. Ding ding. Yes, you are ding ding, ding Eddie. So anyway, <laughs> the sad look, sad look. It is oh. sad Bismarck. clown. Sad clown. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, Pagliacci, the clown. I don't know if you've heard about him, but he's going to be in town, and you should see him. He'll put a real big smile on your face. Tell us the Rorschach joke about it. Yes. But, Doctor, I am Pagliacci. Oh, boom. My favorite one is the one where it goes, you should see this clown, Pagliacci. He absolutely sucks shit. He's terrible. One of the worst comedians I've ever seen. But, Doctor, I know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. 
So now in regards... So anyway, go back to the Marvel, Marvel yeah. What else is happening? Did you say the... Oh, yes, Ms. Marvel in the... Uh, yeah, she's dead. She's back. She's coming back, and she's going to be reborn as a mutant. And Oh, okay. One of the other things about this, you know, I kind of appreciate. And it's going to be very interesting. I think she's off of social media, so God bless her. She probably doesn't have to worry about, you know, grown men telling her what she should be doing with her comic book. But Imani, the actress who plays Ms. Marvel on oh. the Ms. Marvel TV show and in the Marvel's movie will be co-writing the comic. Oh, that's kind of cool. Mm. And, you know, we're looking at the costume. Like, I saw what it looks like, and I got to say, it's pretty damn cool. Like, they, they, you know, take what made the Ms. Marvel outfit work in the comic, and then they did the 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 muty element of it. Yeah. I'm going to pull it up yeah. for Eddie right now, but, like, there there was, you know, discussion, of course, you know, outrage on the Internet because, you know, it's the Internet, and you got to be, Whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. There was outrage on the Internet? Surprisingly, yes. Holy, how did I miss so now let me pull up for uh, Eddie so he can see it, but the Ms. Marvel costume. Uh-oh. Not Ms. Margle. I guess not range on the internet. Eddie, Eddie. Yeah. Sit down. Sit Make down. Make sure you're, you're breathing okay. Like they, they made <gasps> it look like, you know, the standard X-Men outfit. And it works. Ooh. It works for what it is. It does. It does look very good. And, and it looks okay. cool. And like like I said, you know, you see the little red right there. Who are you thinking of? Bishop. Like Bishop. it look It looks like she's got the, you know, parts of the Bishop costume in there. and. Yeah. Why not? Like, I like the little X's on the hands. So yeah. it's also like a little uh, indicator, you know, put the X on the hand. And I hope they acknowledge it. Straight edge lifestyle. You put the X's on the hand, mean that person can't drink because they're under 21. So oh, there you go. I think that's part of why they put the X's on the hands, other than, well, you, you know, know hammering home. You know what the home. funny thing is? That you mentioned that young actress who's actually writing the book. Yeah. She actually did a really good job on that TV show. You're damn right she did. Yep. I heard that they're going to be... I love that show. It's funny because, like, the MCU Disney Plus shows can be very hit or miss with me. Correct. I loved Ms. Marvel. I loved Hawkeye. I yep. loved uh, Mooney. What else? Ew, I, I liked Mooney. I thought Mooney worked for what it was. Like, Yeah, for what it was. It's not the Moon Knight I was expecting. I was expecting the Batman, but that's me. Yeah, but every single person that doesn't know anything about Moon Knight that goes on that he's Batman. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't even get me started on those people. No, You're not I, one of them. I, I know you. I started reading Moon Knight in the 70s when he was in the back of the Hulk magazine. And oh, yeah. Bill Sinkevich doing a Neil Adams ripoff. And that's what he was. He yeah. was a, a poor man's Batman, basically. And then the Tales of Khonshu Kon- and all the other stuff, Mark Spector, Moon Knight, those were just Mitch, all over the place. Mitch, I mean, are, I have them all. Mitch, how are, you, how are you going to pronounce Khonshu before? Because I heard Khonshu. <laughs> I know, because I always say the K-N, like a Kanish. That's how I say well, it. I'm from good, the though. New York area. That sounds so delicious. So I thought it was K-H. It was untight. But, you know, in regards to Kanshu. It's not real. It's a made-up word. Okay. Bless you. But All words are made up. As are ideas. Thank you for deep thoughts with Peter Melnick. So, oh, boy. I think that's going to wrap this episode up for this week. But how about some oh, Terrificon, no. uh, Terrificon principles, rules, do's and don'ts? Some of those things. I don't know if we've covered that before. Don't be don't an go asshole. near Eddie Wilson. Do not feed Peter Melnick after midnight. Don't get him wet. Ew. Um, I think that's about it. No, uh, show up bright and early, bushy tailed. Tickets will be on sale at the door. Uh, don't feed the artist; they might bite. Stay in line. Be polite. Have a good time. Get some comic books. Get some artwork. Buy some toys. Meet some actors. Get some autographs and selfies. And uh, that's about it. I mean, you know, be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Don't say hello to Mitch Halleck. He's a jackass. No, let's be real. You will not even see Mitch Halleck because I watch oh, you yes, at the you show. Will. I do, but I like literally see you bolt by. Like you have fifteen people surrounding. I'm like, I'm gonna leave him alone. Yeah, I know. Like that's why. Like I love seeing you at the show, but I know I can't bother you because like you're literally no, going from point A no. to B to C to D, and I'm like, nah. I could tell you stories about other conventions where you don't see the promoters or the producers. They hide. They, some one even hides off site. He's not even in the building. I know wow. that guy. <laughs> so. There, there's very few of us left that actually are there. You'll see Dave O'Hare over at Garden State. Dave's there all the time. Yes. Mike Carbo. He's always at Baltimore. I love Michael Carbonero of the Big Apple Comic Con. I got to say, Mike is at his own oh, and I, everybody else's. It's, it's Michael. Big Apple. Look, I want to come to the show, but I can't because I'm going to be in Chicago. But I want to have my presence there. I'm like, okay, Mike. So, yes, <laughs> there's me and Mike Carbo and Dave O'Hare. We're like 
we're a, we're a trio. See, it's funny. I go to Big Apple Con and I can't escape Michael Carbonero. Like <laughs> literally, I oh. run into him every five feet, and it's like, I know you. I Isn't can't that see. Isn't that great? Oh my oh. God, that is something he says all the time. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus, you got the laugh. You I've actually been got the laugh. For the, since the eighties. Yeah. When there's a nuclear war, and they destroy New York City, two things will survive New York City: cockroaches and Mike Carbo. <laughs> I don't know how much of this is going to get stuck on and the then, show. And the post-apocalyptic con, con we're going to have a con. Tomorrow, even though there's no place. <laughs> and you know who will oh be there? God. Larry Storch. Larry. <laughs> oh, Larry. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> See, no, I was thinking it'd be Tymok from Last uh, Dragon. <laughs> no, that and the um the Native American chief from uh, Village People will and, be there. And of course the and, of course the surviving oh, Felipe, members of the Felipe. Warriors. And the Warriors, I got a call today. If I'd like them, they they're available. I got a call about that today. I'm like, no, we're good. I'm I'm Warrior free. <laughs> Terrific. Okay, here's the statement. Now you'll never see wrestlers. You'll never see soap opera people. You'll never see snake charms. You'll never see the Warrior cast at Terrificon next year. I'll be like, and come on down. We got the cast from the Warriors here, and uh, <laughs> Tomalock will be here. Whatever his name is. Timok. And the ashes of Larry Storch will be here. Come on down. <laughs> They're 101 years old. That sounds about right. Oh, man, he was old. 99, the I think, when he was missed. in that Enter the Dragon movie where he played Bruce Lee, whoever that guy is at all the shows around here. Oh, my God. Who is he? Oh. You don't know? No. Steve Buscemi. And, uh, and, and, and uh, Jim Serenko will be here, too, maybe. Just his wig on display. Yes. Oh! Shut up, <laughs> So I think that's going to I, ra- I, um, I do, too. I echo Peter's uh, statement before I thought of it. Echo, uh, echo, echo. Mitch, when, uh, yeah, you're at the show, but I want to keep distance because I see, you know, so many yeah. things are going on, so many wheels are turning, and if I have to say hi, just thank you again and appreciate yeah. what you're doing. There you go. Yeah, because did a crazy thing. He actually walked into the back office room and started hanging out, and I go, who the hell is this guy? And, and, then, like, oh, it's and then your eyes focused and say, oh, okay, all right, what do you need? Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was about to get the bullwhip out and start going to Indiana Jones on your ass. And if I saw the hat going on, I knew to definitely start walking quickly. Uh, get but, the whip, oh, the whip. So, so you know, many fedoras down here. I get there, I try to get a Mitch selfie real quick or sometime walking on the you floor do. and then move right along and keep going. That's it. It's, it's all I, I should start charging you for those. Yeah, I have a collection now. I have to get a autographed. Actually, you know what? No, no, before I forget. My good friends from Toys of the uh, Toys from the Dark Side. That's how good a friend they are. I don't know their name. They made a Mitch print this year that'll be available, limited edition, one hundred of them. It's a picture of me and my good friend, the uh, Banana Man, and oh. I'm punching out the Joker, a Joker cosplayer, at Terrificon. That's an eleven by seventeen full color print that will be for sale. Oh my! Okay. And yeah, lim- and if you have been watching the Terrificon.com socials and the, the websites and all that stuff and the YouTubes, I'm actually in a four-part weekly serial promoting the show. It's called uh, Detective or Mitch P.I. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So go watch that. you got nothing to do. We do have Secret Invasion to watch tomorrow. Oh, yeah. If I could stay awake, I'll watch that. Yeah. Oof. So that I'm is going to... fall asleep every week. I go, I can't sleep. Put on Secret Invasion. <laughs> oh, boy. Honk shoe, me, 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 me. Oh, my God. I want it to be good. I do, too. It needs more scrolls. Tinker Tailor Soldier Scroll. I was hoping for scrolls. I keep saying it, though. The three actors are uh, the best ones are uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, and Ben Men- or, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's wife on the show. No. Three best ones. That's true. That's and, like, true. I love that they bring in Amelia Clark and she's just there. It's yeah. like, hey, we got they, Amelia they Clark. We had it's that like... premiere uh, the night I was at Indiana Jones the night before, so I got to meet the whole cast there, too. Oh. Did you meet Samuel L? I could see everything. I was Mr. I was Mitch Hollywood, buddy. Hollywood Halleck. Mitch. Hollywood Mitch. Halleck. That's great. So I think that's great. good. I, 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 Don't have to change a monogram on the towels. Out of the car, all they did was swear at him. <laughs> so they that, called him Mother F. I was like, what the hell, people? Mother. So that is going to wrap this episode up for this week. We and think. Mitch, an absolute pleasure as always. And again, yeah. 
Terrificon, Connecticut's only Terrific Comic Con, July 28th through the 30th at the lovely Mohegan Sun Casino in Uncasville, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Come on right. down and see. Honest to God, like I love going to the Terrificon website as well as the uh, Terrificon Facebook page for seeing the announcements. You got a murderer's row of comic guests, and obviously, you know, we really didn't talk about that on here. But like, you got Chris Claremont, you got Arthur Adams, you got Garth Ennis. You have who else? You... Alan Davis, Walt Simonson, Jerry Ordway, Dan Jurgens, and his band of renown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Walter Simonson, Louise Simonson. Bill Morrison, legendary. Don Rosa, if you're into your Donald Ducks. Legendary Don, I'm, Don Rosa. I'm hoping to see uh, Don Rosa, and I know I want to uh, meet Bill Morrison because Bill is actually the one that drew the famous... Little Penis, Mermaid, uh, yeah. Little Mermaid. Yeah. I ha- I'm bringing my VHS copy of that to get signed at Terrificon. Connecticut. I only. think I have that actually. That's, you know what? That's I got to go look for that. My wife said bring stuff to sign. I think we have one of those clamshells. And I got to I got to continue the tradition of uh, giving you a Captain America headshot. That's true. Get I, back to work. I kind of got a, your artwork. I got a little bit better, so it's it's. I still suck, but I don't suck as bad as I did last year. So it'll look. A you got to change it up a bit. You got to give me a Sam Wilson Captain America. Ooh. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, let Take me see what I can request. do. Mm-hmm. Let me see what I can do tonight. There you go, Mitch. As always, an absolute pleasure, and we can't wait to I know. experience. I know. <laughs> thank, thank you, Han Solo. So, <laughs> I love that. I love that about Mitch so much. <laughs> Mitch, again, as always, a pleasure. And for the marvelous, I'm Peter Melnick. Um, I'm Mitch Halleck, and I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior. Obsessed with Marvel, Mitch Halleck edition, Terrificon 2023. Thanks, Mitch. You're welcome. Here we go. Question number 1481. Armbar. It always starts off that way. I never know why. Where did the incredible, excuse me, where did the inedible bulk first appear? Choices are. Not brand. Oh. He's going for it. Am I waiting? What the? Not brand Eck, crazy, or the incredible Hulk? The inedible. I'm going to say not brand X. Yeah, same. Uh, I think I have the issue. Let's go with that. I, I believe I do. I wound up going on a tear and found and found that entire. I think. I just need run. number one and I'm done. B. That is correct. Not brand X. That's not the letter for X, is it? No, it isn't. Okay. It's X. Let's the computer thingy do its thing. And we go to uh, not too far away on the next question. I love how ballsy Marvel was back in the day, where they just did a book, basically making fun of their competition, saying, "Yeah, we're not them." Yeah. Roy Thomas. Crazy, man. Question 1548. Which historical figure did Doctor Strange and Clea meet in Doctor Strange number 18? And they're time-framing it as 1976. Which historical figure? Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, or John Adams? Choice E, Jay Black from Air Supply. There is no... Ben, Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin with... Certainty, it sounds like, and I have no choice but to go along because I'm really not sure myself. I'm going to go with, yeah, Chris Chan uh, as Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin, it says it's letter A. Here we go. And that is correct. Two for two. Can you believe this, folks? I can. Do you believe in miracles? I can. King of the nerds, bitch. Hell Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm king of the nerds. Woo, 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 woo. Oh, it's something else here. Welcome to 1997. Two, three... Hold on, seven seven on the way. Almost there. Yep. Flip flip flip. So, Mitch, reading any good books lately? Not until the show's over. No. Oh, I've been reading Dune. I'm 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 reading Children of Dune right now. Dune, the Frank Herbert one. Yeah, reading the third book right now, Children of Dune. Oh, I read that back in the eighties, long time ago. Here we go. Two three seven seven. Who is Gwenny Lou Sabuki? Okay. Who? Gwenny. Oh, that would be um. Is it okay? Jimmy Woo's girlfriend. <laughs> is it Sun Girl? Is it Golden Girl from the Invaders, or is it Golden Girl from the Timely Comics version? I think it's Dame B. Arthur. Gwenny. It's, it's Gwenny the Invaders. Gwenny Lou Sabuki, Jimmy Woo's girlfriend, Sun Girl, 
Golden Girl from the Invaders or Golden Girl I feel like this is a Timely Comics rate. version. Golden number three, C. Golden Girl from the Invaders? Now, is that is that supposed to be in, what, the 1970s run or something? I think it was uh, Lady Lotus was her name. But what do I know? But is that the time frame I'm thinking of? The, yeah, the, the Invaders 70s, from, yeah, was, from the 70s. Yeah, Invaders was 75 yeah. to 79. Okay, so let's try letter C for Gwenny. Thanks for, thanks for asking Please. my answer, Eddie. Well, you gave a bogus answer, so C is correct. C is for Cookie. Good enough for me. That's three out of three. Dare we press on to number four? We typically do a round of four. Dare, dare. Dur, dur. In pink. Did we see that? On a post somewhere? No. Matthew Cox yeah, in, in a pink daredevil outfit uh, as Matt Mart Murdoch? I don't know. Yeah, I just saw that on I, a post. I, is today. this a question or are you asking me? I'm just, that's off the topic here, but I did see oh. a picture, a posting of Matthew Cox as Matt Murdoch in daredevil attire. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Charlie Cox. Charlie. Oh, boy. Yeah. Matt Murdock is the character. Charlie Cox is the actor. So, so bad. All right. I can't flip pages and talk at the same time. It's it's a fact now. Question 1664. Who or what was Umbu the Unliving in Incredible Hulk 109 to 110? Not living. Who or what was Umbu the Unliving? A gigantic mutant monster, a colossal alien robot... A savage land warrior with superhuman strength. Human? Yeah. And or an immense extraterrestrial warlord. What issues was that again? Umbu the Unliving Incredible Hulk 109 to 110. Mm, it's not going to be the uh, gigantic mutant monster. No, I didn't think so either. A colossal no, alien robot. Uh, the savage land warrior. I'm going to say it's a, ro- it's a robot. I'm going to say number two if that was it. A robot. The Colossal Alien Robot, all right, or an immense extraterrestrial warlord. Peter? Going with the robot. Going with the Colossal Alien Robot. I am, too. All right, so let's go with B, and how can you go wrong with Mitch Halleck today? Four out of four. We're stopping there. I think that's a game-set match. Mm. 